It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. I want to talk about the free agency signing that that the Niners had that matters the most. Big one. Sam Darnold. I want to talk about Sam Darnold, damn it. That's the one that matters the most to me. I'll tell you what, guys. I I was shocked, and I shouldn't have been. There's two, there's two reasons here. The first is this. This team, this regime, has told us who they are since the day they started. When they took Solomon Thomas with the first pick, they said, we are going to emphasize the defensive line. That is what they've told us. That is what they've done, and they've had great success with it. The other thing that this told me was that they are in it to win it now because they understand what we've been talking about, that the window with this core is not that much longer. And they go out and they make a gigantic splash with Javon Hargrave. Absolutely gigantic. I read it and I'm like, oh man, who signed him? And I had to read it like four times that it actually said the 49ers. Then I had to look and make sure it was a real account that was actually Adam Schefter and not like Artem Sharnder or whatever. I had to do, I had to do the same thing. I I literally, I like, I saw the tweet and then I was like, it was almost like I like got my out, right? And I got like up to the screen and I'm like, is that a, is that actually Adam Schefter's account? And then (laughs) it was, and I was just like, what? Yeah. I mean, everybody in 49ers land is like, what? Where did this That's, come from? That, nobody I mean, nobody yeah. saw it. No. And he and was, then, you know, so just to, uh, see a little ahead. bit about Hargrave. He's one of four players in the Eagles defense. He, he had over 10 sacks this year. He had a career high 11. He had 57 pressures, 40 hurries, and 16 hits, according to CBS Sports. He had a pressure rate of 13.2%. Now, he's generated a pressure rate of 14.1% over the last two seasons. And he's the only defensive tackle over 12% with a minimum of 500 rush attempts. And the Niners had struggled here last year. Their defensive tackle has only recorded 59 pressures combined in 2022, which was the fourth fewest in the NFL. And for as good as we say that Niners defensive line was, and it was, we saw in the, in, in the playoffs, especially, they weren't getting that kind of soul crushing pressure that they did the year before where quarterbacks just looked rattled. And it was noticeable in this year. Now, We'll talk about it a little bit later. They still need some other pieces, but the top, the top of their defense, Hargrave, Armstead, Bosa on the defensive line. Holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. They still need somebody to bookend him and we'll see if Drake Jackson can step up. I, I still think there's another move to be made there, but those three guys, and then you bring Kevin Givens back in for, for depth. Holy shit. Like that's a scary defensive line. And this was a huge win now move and I'm all about it. Yeah, uh, according to Jeff Dini of PFF, uh, quarterback pressures by 49ers interior linemen last season. Armstead had 20, Hyder had 14, Givens had 13, McGill had 10, Ridgeway 8, Kinlaw 5, Spence 3, and Dwum 4 had 2. So that's what, 5, 10, 18, 28, 41, 55, 75 amongst those three, six, eight players. And like you said, Hargrave had 57 on his own in Philadelphia. You know, this this signing is interesting in that uh, it's massive, right? It's four years, 84. Yeah, four years, $84 million. So $21 million uh, average annual value. Um, We don't have the numbers. Like some of these contracts, we have Jimmy Garoppolo's contracts like that. We do not have the Hargrave numbers. 
And I think largely that's probably due to the fact that I would imagine that they're doing some restructures right now. They don't have to, they don't have to get these restructures done until Wednesday, right? This that's when they need the cap space to be able to be able to sign him. But to me, this says two things. One, you said, Al, they're going for it. You know, I, I've said on here multiple times, I've said on Twitter multiple times, don't underestimate how frustrated Kyle Shanahan is. Kyle Shanahan's done being a bridesmaid. He's done. He's done with it. He's he's ready to he's ready to do it. And I think honestly, I think Purdy's surgery being successful on Friday and it only being the brace procedure was exactly the news they were waiting for to make some of the moves like this because they know two things. One, they know they can win with Brock Purdy and he will be back this season. They think they can win with Trey Lance. But the confidence to know that you can win with Purdy gives you the confidence to make a signing like this. And so they're all in. They're 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 you know, I love the movie Rounders. They're splashing the pot, right? They're mm-hmm. they're they're all in, right? And the other thing that I think this really is uh indicative of is the fact that they recognize the mistake they made in not uh extending DeForest Buckner because this is the type of contract that they would have given to Buckner. And the, the reason that they can do it now is because of the quarterback contracts that they have in that quarterback room. Whereas before they were paying Jimmy, you know, 25 million or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was more difficult, uh, difficult fit for them. And so now that they have, you know, they they're paying this quarterback room chump change in, in, in the modern NFL, they can make a, a, a move like this. Uh, because they have the they are they have the ability to generate that cap space. And so this was a huge signing. This was I mean, we talked about you know, I said it today. I said the, the 49ers, they 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 target like one splash signing and then they sign for depth, and that tends to be it. And I imagine that the investment this year was going to be on the defensive line. I thought edge was going to be the bigger move. I thought Hargrave was a pipe dream. People talked about him with the four hours. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, he would, he would be incredible, but they can't, they can't afford a $20 million. (laughs) Cause now, right now, I mean, again, we don't have the contract figures, but just on average annual value between Armstead and Hargrave, that's 44 and a half million dollars that they have tied up in those two players, just Armstead and just Hargrave. Like I said, I, I, I guarantee this contract is going to get prorogued and that first year is probably going to be a cap hit under $10 million. I would imagine because that's, you know, largely what they do, but no, this is, this is massive. This is, and then not only, not only is it huge for the 49ers, it, it really, really weakens the team that arguably is their biggest threat in the NFC. And that's the yep. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, even more so, like Javon Hargrave took less money to be here in San Francisco. He had higher offers on the table. They're not discussing which teams. Cleveland, Cleveland, was Cleveland right? So he yeah. had a, he had a better offer from the Browns, and he he passed that up to go to a contending team in the same conference as the team as he just left. So I feel like that in itself, this is what happens, guys, when you have a good culture. We talked about culture in the, in the beginning of the show. This is what happens, right? You get blue chip talent that is willing to take less to come play on your team because they have a shot at continuously contending for championships. And this is the culture that Kyle Shannon, John Lynch and Adam Peters have built. This is the, and D'Amico Ryan's Robert Sala and, and all, all Mac McDaniel and all the other assistants as well. 
take your credit for that, but this is the end result of what all of that kind of came to. So to me, I think that is one of the more impressive things is that he passed up a bigger offer to come here and you can see why they wanted him and they coveted him. It's the longevity too. He doesn't get injured. He doesn't miss time. He, he three games over the, his, over the last seven I don't know, years, like seven years seven, he's been playing, right? 2016 is when he came to the league, right? So yeah. seven years, he's missed three games in seven years. That is DeForest Buckner level. And, and only one of them to injury. Two of Correct. them were like. The rest. The rest uh, yeah. games. Or, yeah. So I think that number one, that that you're correct, that, that this is the contract that Buckner would have gotten. And number two, they just took a massive L on Javon Kinlaw and they admitted that. And I think that I didn't like that pick when it happened. And I question it because he had he had health concerns about the knee and that turned out to be true. But the other thing is, is that when you sign an interior pass rusher, look, the Niners would have won a Super Bowl had Chris Jones not existed. Okay. Chris Jones wrecked that entire game from the interior in the fourth quarter. Mm. And that's why the Niners, that's why Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a Super Bowl ring on his finger is because Chris Jones wrecked that game at the end. And I really believe that when you have an interior pass rusher that can collapse the pocket from, from that point, it helps everybody else out. Nick Bosa's numbers will go up. If you put Drake Jackson opposite him, his numbers will go up. Eric Armstead's numbers will go up. Like It affects the entire defensive line, which in turn affects the entire defense. And they started out this free agency period by, by re-signing Deshaun Gibson, which is, I think, a fantastic move to the one-year deal. He wanted to come back for another year. And then you follow it up with Javon Hargrave, and you solidify your defense with, with two really, really, really great additions. Right now, as it stands, it's an A plus from the defensive side of the ball, as far as I'm concerned. Well, there's still the hole that's still glaring to me, and I, the defensive line: you have Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Givens, Kinlaw, Kelly Davis, Alex Barrett, and Drake Jackson. Kalia. We don't know what Drake Jackson's going to be, but to me, there's still a glaring hole on the other side of the bench. I don't yeah. think. Well, I don't want to say now because God knows what they're going to do. Because I didn't think they were going to sign Hargrave, but I don't know if another big splash is going to happen, especially when they need a center. But they have to address this, whether it's a cheap vet or whatever. They, they do have to get other guys. Because if, if they lose Willis, if they lose a Menihu, if they lose Ibukamp, all these guys, go, they ha have to replace two of them, right, somehow. And again, it doesn't have to be a huge name, but they do have to get guys in there. And I think that's one missing piece that they still need is they, they need to get another guy who can come off the edge on the other side. This team, this team really does feel like they have no problem backfilling – holes with dudes already on the roster that they believe yeah. in. I think, I think they really believe in their scouting department and rightfully so. I mean, mm -hmm. you look at the way that they've drafted and, and, and you look at the players on this team and, you know, along that defensive line, those are all dudes that, that they brought in. And then the linebacking core dudes that they brought in and, you know, largely the secondary outside of Charvarius Ward or dudes that they brought in and Gibson. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that part of this is, we can spend big here because we've got a Drake Jackson on a rookie deal and we're going to another edge rusher in, you know, in, in the middle rounds and, and maybe we'll bring in a, a vet who wants to come in on a, on a low money deal and, and, and hmm. try and chase a ring. Right. You know, Calais Campbell just got released from the, uh, from the Ravens. He's a cap casualty there. Uh, again, I don't know what he's looking for. I do know that he, is looking for a hundred sacks and I think he's two or three away. Um, that's a big deal to him. And, 
you know, that could be, I mean, that could be a huge signing. Uh, Ngakwe, again, I don't know what his market is, uh, but Ngakwe would be a great signing. Or like I said, I you know, somebody, yeah, and it. or just somebody that we, yeah. that we haven't really thought of that, like I said, is willing to come in on a, on a, on a short-term deal or a low money deal in order to compete. And, you know, it, again, like you said, Al, they tell us, right. They, they've told us all along. And so we even talked, like, could they bring a Jesse Bates in? Like, could that be their big splash signing? And just the fact that they could spend, you know, $2 million on Tayshawn Gibson. And then, and then their other starting safety is Talano Hufanga on a fifth round rookie deal. Like, again, you can skimp other places or they're willing to skimp other places to, to spend uh, the majority of their money on that defensive line. And I think the other thing we'll look at is I think they'll bring at least one other veteran safety in. And then I think, again, they're looking to, to supplement that position in the draft, right? Bring in a rookie who can learn behind uh, Gibson and then, you know, and then have him take over. And then like, they also have Quantrez Knight who was on the practice squad last year that they like. And so, uh, I, I think I think if moves are made for the rest of this free agency period, it's only going to be uh, along the offensive or defensive line. I just don't see them spending money anywhere else. I think the holes that like the hole that Aziz has, that's either going to be uh, Oren Burks or Marcelino McCrary Ball uh, mm-hmm. or, or somebody that they already have. Right? Um, you know, maybe they bring Manny Mosley back. We, I hope they do on so. a well, on a one so. year you know, or, or multiple year deal that is again, lower value just because of the injury risk or whatever. Um, but I don't see them signing anybody outside. Uh, and then, like I said, maybe a, a small money deal to a, a vet safety, but I, I think they realize like we're, we're going trench heavy in this free agency and probably the draft as well. Uh, because ultimately I think that's largely what, what got them in trouble and, and, and they lost the NFC championship game because of it. Um, they're, they're attacking those weaknesses and, and, and you love to see it. 